1: The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil.
0: Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcast from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and welcome to this bonus episode of One Good Scare, the monthly chronological exploration of the Halloween franchise. And you can tell from the title we're talking about the Halloween 2018 trailer. And my guest, Mr. Mike Wilson, is excited as can be. So I am good, happy Mike.
1: as a pig rolling around in its own shit. Well, yeah, I mean... you I could see that. I am hype as fuck right now. (laughs) It has been many long months, and despite my reservations on another freaking sequel reboot, you know my feelings on sequel reboot. The C-boot. Also known as C-boots. Yes. I'm very excited for this. I really am. The amount of... You're so excited, you just can't hide it? I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think, I think, I like it. Really? Yes. You think? You're not 100% sure? Uh, close to... I'm going to say about like 87.5%. Okay. That's was a pretty good odds, though. Yeah, 87 that, that is 100. very
0: precise, if I'm being honest here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's only one trailer, you know? There's a lot of info out there. Hey, uh, I like the,
0: the first Fantastic Four trailer and the Godzilla trailer. I, I mean, and the first Jurassic World tra- Fallen Kingdom trailer, so... I mean, what can go wrong?
1: Yeah, what can go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I
0: was gonna let that, gonna let that die right there as a, as the, the joke. Like line. your career, oh, <laughs> by what? after saying that, now that
1: you like Fantastic Four trailer.
0: oh I, I, yeah, I enjoyed the trailer. I did not enjoy like, the movie. Yes,
1: you enjoyed the trailer because that that's the best part about Fantastic Four. Yeah, the the. the, the uh, the hype before the disappointment.
0: Right. And so when it came to this, I mean, like I know we were waiting for... It's like for... being
1: more excited before Christmas morning than after a bad Christmas. Oh, God, yeah. You'll more. always remember the hype. Yes.
0: And, and it was curious because I'm not too sure if I saw, it be- saw the trailer before you sent it to me. Um, you I were be- at
1: work, I think. Yes, I was. Yeah, okay. I was sitting there... Uh first thing I did when I woke up that morning immediately before anything else I usually have my morning ritual of getting up getting my coffee turning on my TV and various uh, sound system electronics that I have with my complicated video game setup go on YouTube you know just watch see what's – see what YouTube basically is my television I don't watch bro- really watch broadcast television Same anymore. here So I just go on YouTube, watch all shows from my favorite content creators and whatnot, or music videos, or the same thing I've watched before. Go on my tablet, go on all my favorite websites. I like to go on this morning. I that morning I abandoned my routine immediately on the official Halloween movies Twitter. It wasn't up yet. Everyone was waiting and
0: because they made the press release really saying they would drop. They were dropping the trailer that day.
1: That day, Friday, June eighth. Yes. That was going to be dropped, so not much information, so I continue with my day, and then I find out around 9 a.m., because I'm looking at Halloween Movies uh, Twitter, the official Twitter of the movie, you know, it's at Halloween Movies for the site, at Halloween Movie for the movie, Blumhouse's Twitter, fucking everybody, you know, so finally at 9 o'clock, they had the thing, one more hour, I'm like, oh shit, 10 a.m., it's going to release, so I'm just sitting there, just waiting. We get to the ten o'clock mark, I'm refreshing the page, refreshing the page, refreshing the page, and finally there it is. And I just, you know, shaking, happy, bouncing up and down. You were giddy. I was I was giddy. And so the trailer opens up. I had goosebumps. I had yes. fucking goosebumps.
0: Um I think yes, and it was so funny because before I got before like I watched it for the first time and uh, for some reason something that day had aggravated me and i and i was just like and i figured this trailer would cheer me up at first and I was just numb and i was like huh
1: that bad a day huh
0: yeah but about two to 3 hours later i rewatched the trailer and i was right where i was right there with you i was like mm-hmm. oh my god there it is
1: i have saved it off of youtube um for whatever reason, most of the better quality ones you find, like 1080p or higher on YouTube, I think it's just the 1080p most of them. They always have like a little bumper at the beginning that has like brief clips from it, and then it says the title "Halloween Official Trailer" before it starts. I find that kind of weird. Well, it's well, it's meant
0: for like things like Twitter and Instagram. Like it's kind of meant for that. Like oh. Keep watching this because you this is what you'd want to see. But it
1: only lasts about five seconds. It's pointless. You know what else would communicate that watch this you're about to see? This preview has been approved for following the famous green back or red, if it's yeah. red band. Yeah. The famous green band, you know, tra- that, like that's a fucking movie trailer. IGN did that. And theirs was only in 720p. But I decided, hmm, I have a Samsung Galaxy J3. The screen is 720p. So I saved that one offline. Onto my phone, and now I could, I've been watching it at my leisure just to stay. I don't need data because I work in, I work for a school district. Imagine that, I know. But I work mostly in old buildings made out of old cinder block. They are cellular dead zones. No no signals, nor the light of day or happiness can pass through into those school (laughs) walls. Trust me, they didn't when I went there as a kid. But, you know, you get poor data. So now I have it. I can watch it whenever I want, regardless of whether or not I get cell reception, data reception, Wi Fi, whatever I want. And, and no quality loss either.
0: It's funny because I did the exact same thing because I did a screen grab, a screen cap of one of my favorite shots of it. And I used that as my cover photo for a while. Um, and because the trailer opens up and it's two uh, British investigators going to interview Michael Myers f- for the 40th anniversary of the incident of him going back to Haddonfield for the first and only time.
1: Yeah, I've gotten the impression that they, through interviews that they're not so much... I, I guess you could say they are investigators, but they're also, like, documentary workers. I feel like um, from the interviews, it's inspired by, like, the su- success of things like Making a Murderer, stuff like that. Right. These two British British people. Um, you have the characters Martin, played by Jefferson Hall, and Dana, played by R- Ryan Rees. They have come there. Rianne? Rianne. Is that how you pronounce it? How do you spell it? R-H-I-A-N.
0: Yeah, because like, because like, Ryan's not you're really not, not typical of a, like a, a female name. So there's I, a I, porn I,
1: star named Ryan Connor. Well, there's there's, <laughs> there's that. No, but anyway, these two characters they are at a heavily guarded maximum security sanitarium penitentiary, probably sanitarium.
0: It is Smiths Grove.
1: Yep, with the uh, recording into a little microphone, talking about what they're there to do. Yeah, okay. Okay. And you have a problem with something there, you fucking neckbeard. Um, it's not a neckbeard. It's just... Techbeard.
0: From a technical standpoint, yes, the onboard microphones on the recorder. It's a task cam, not a Zoom. I realize that because when I was up in Oswego, and whenever my friend Tom and I would use the ta- his audio recorder for our separate audio to be synced up later to our footage, it was a TASCAM. It was the black, it was like the like off-gray model, and or like almost like black, and say a TASCAM on the top, and they, they blanked it out, I guess for, I guess just for not have to pay the copyright of using that equipment. I guess. Because uh, I've seen that, because like, oh, like you'll have a Mac in a movie, but you have a sticking note over like the logo of the Apple, so you, I
1: guess to... Uh, uh, unless you're Jack and Jill, and you're made by Sony and you'll put Sony logos in places that they would uh, not everywhere. be on laptops.
0: Yes, it's just like in a ridiculous fashion. And so they're recording their their dialogue into the onboard microphones, like it's not gonna be the the best of quality. And then that's what the one thing I kinda questioned, is just like and then they, they go outside and the woman's just pointing the microphones at Michael Myers out like with no windscreen or anything like that, like and no other kind of microphone, not a shotgun mic, not not a a omnidirectional handheld mic, nothing, and it's just
1: the windscreen. I'll give you, but any other mic, it's like you see when we go because like, in the next shot when they finally go out, with, like they're looking over notes. The the trail as the trailer continues when they're talking about the whole case, they're looking over notes, courtroom sketches, and there's a little uh, courtroom sketch of Doctor Loomis. You know when they say he was testifying, so- well, testifying. And there's a diagram of, like, a human figure and where they were killed. And clearly, based on where they were killed, this is the trial of the original Halloween 1978 murders. It's Annie Brackett.
0: Yeah, because there's a throat splash across the right side of her Yep, and they even talk
1: about bruising around the neck from where he was choking her. Mm -hmm. Um, They say in this little voiceover describing this case that Michael was apprehended that night he didn't just disappear into the night. Now, what I'm wondering is if they're going to do like a full-blown retcon of the ending. Uh, that would kind of irk me, but I've kind of I've kind of come down on that idea just a little bit because when you really think about it, Halloween 2 kind of retcon that ending. Michael he falls out the window, Dr. Loomis goes to look out the balcony and he's gone. Instead in Halloween 2, Loomis runs down the stairs and he's gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. And gone and gone from that scene is Loomis's famous look of "I knew this would happen."
0: Well, I think it's the, the reason because because we, well, he walks up to the end of the the edge of the window and looks down, and it's because he's looking into the backyard for that shot. I think they probably just cut around that because they hadn't fallen into the front yard instead.
1: Well, it's odd too because we also don't know the uh, placement of the interiors of the house. There could be a freaking balcony in the back and front yards. We don't know.
0: I think there is like it looks like a little bit of um. From the backyard, it looks like almost, maybe like a deck or something like that. But. It was a dirt, dirt. Uh,
1: ground. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm
0: thinking about the shot. I was looking up and, and we see the one stud from the movie of somebody going ass over tea kettle over the That's edge. That's true. Okay, yeah. Um, but. Well, yeah, go ahead. The, the thing is, like, I could see him walking away from that and then collapsing later on and then was captured by the police and had that, the ending still
1: be. Intact. That's yeah. what I'm thinking too. Maybe, like,. Um, what was it? They'll hear like like there'll be the sound of the gunshots in the background. Then you'll see like uh, maybe Sheriff Brackett's car rushing to the scene and whatever. And then there's a trail of blood from where he's been shot. And you know, maybe maybe they could get, maybe Charlie Ciphers will have an uncredited voiceover. Mm-hmm. He's still alive saying, "All units, all units. Uh, suspect was last seen at this." There's. I hope they they find a blood trail and all of a sudden you know as he's trying to get to try, I guess trying to get home you know, a bunch of cop cars will surround him and apprehend him.
0: Yeah. I hope we have a Peter Cushing's, like, de-aging effect uh, of uh, Charged Cyphers in this movie. That's that's what I want. He doesn't even have to be in there. It can just
1: be a voiceover of him, like, on a patrol car radio. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying, like, if we're just, like, just being cheeky like that, or... I I don't think they're going to go that far. No, I I know that. (laughs) This movie's on a
1: pretty small budget.
0: Exactly. I mean, I'd just be curious. Like, I just hope they keep that intact and they just leave the... The Lore of the first movie alone and if, everything. We if find Henry much. Cavill's
1: mustache could cost uh, could cost um, Warner Brothers what 100 million or whatever it was? Yeah, something wasn't like it that. more than that? Something ridiculous. I don't know if they're going to bother to DH Charlie Cyphers. That's yeah. a lot of work to do. It's yeah, more than just a mustache man. <laughs> I know. And so that's like the next five Halloween movies budget and profit combined.
0: And so. The two documentarians go up and visit Michael while he's standing out in the yard while he's not uttered a word since that night. The, he hasn't uttered a word since.
1: The yard is very interesting. It's got, like, this red and white checkerboard pattern to it. Like, very Alice in
0: Wonderland, Queen of Hearts kind of thing. There's many
1: on. asylum inmates that are, you know, cra- the, the crazies out there. They're essentially full-bodily ch- full chained to the ground with... Cinder blocks at the end of them. Like, the cinder block weights and yellow tape around like a box of ba- of where they can, safely they can their, stand. their full range of... Mo- That's why I'm thinking, like, okay, I'll believe the windscreen, but she's not going to be put... they probably tell her, don't put any other mic in this yellow box, Yeah, because he could grab it from you, he could swing it at you, he could spear you with it. Right. So I, I could mm-hmm. understand having a mic like that and wanting to keep your distance. They go out to address Michael. Uh, Martin, he says, hello, Michael, I have something for you. And out of his bag, he pulls the original shape mask. Which which has been de-aged. Yeah, yeah. I, I, de-aged, which has been very much aged.
0: Right. I'm just saying, though, the, the question I have is just like, I wonder if that's just a really smart idea for him to do that because of the the reaction it gets from all the other inmates in the asylum who all start to hoop and hollering and freaking out. And the dog starts freaking out. Very much like, remember in when the blind man is walking with his dog and it reaches the center of that like um that plaza we hear all the sounds of what's going on around them. the dog's just freaking out and then eventually attacks him and kills him
1: mm-hmm. that for some reason that's what came to mind right when, when this scene played out yep the mask was designed by christopher allen nelson he had claimed that he researched masks that had aged you know over the course of 40 years he had seen old uh stan winston masks from back then um, many different special effects stuff. The thing I want to know that I didn't see in any interview was whether or not he actually saw the old shape mask because it has been uncovered since then. Um, did we talk about it? Yes, we did. Okay. Yes. How Dick Warlock, uh, I guess, donated it mm-hmm. to a uh, horror museum type thing. Yes, and how it had it had the material had really started to crack and rip and fray in where some areas. Where the sweat had built up. I almost feel like that's scarier than what we get, but what we get is very good. It's very yeah. faithful. It's extremely it has the the hole in the neck from where the knitting needle went. You mm-hmm. can see that later on in the trailer.
0: Right. And, and it definitely seems like what we've been mentioning before is that there was going to be lots of nods to all the other Halloween movies in this. And how the look of them as, is very much akin to the Rob Zombie Halloween remake mask.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what one thing David Gordon Green said, that even though it's the the director, even though it's ignoring all the sequels, there's going to be little Easter eggs and nods to them. And even in this trailer, they're apparent yes. all over the place.
0: Because we also find out that later on after it seems apparent that the these documentarians go and speak to uh, Laurie Strode at one point.
1: Yep. By the end of the tra- at the end of the trailer, there's shots of Martin talking to Laurie, in her home. Laurie asks him, "Do you believe in the boogeyman?" And he says, "No." She says, "You should."
0: Yes. And apparent and afterwards, we see them at a rest stop. Both the documentarians and we notice that there is a an a- a- ice cooler outside the convenience store, which is very much like the one in Halloween Four. I- that
1: whole that whole rest area, for me, is the Halloween Four nod. The look of it, the fact that he kills a mechanic working at this rest area, takes his coveralls. Um, In that particular scene, um, Dana, the character Dana, she's using the bathroom, and he walks in, very reminiscent of the mother in Halloween H2O, using the rest stop bathroom. Yes. Martin, he's investigating. He can't find anyone, Mm -hmm. a lot like Loomis in Halloween 4, walks into the garage and finds the body of the mechanic. Uh, the The mechanic's head is clearly covered... By his uh, tool chest, the Mm -hmm. way that camera's angled, there's a huge pool of blood. We then soon find out why. Back in the bathroom, as Dana's sitting there in the stall, Michael's hand comes over, covered in blood, dripping with blood. He opens it and out drops a whole bunch of teeth. (sighs) This is going to be some savage fucking shit, man. I, I watched trailer reactions, and people were cringing when they saw that.
0: Because Michael will mess with you before he kills you. Yes. And that's unnerving to this, see. And
1: this is like really going back to original Michael. Now that we have uh, John Carpenter executive producing. He can be there to add those things. Um, from what I had read in interviews, David Gordon Green had said that he would ch- he would check everything with John Carpenter. He wouldn't really. Um, Danny Danny McBride also, who is uh, you know one of the writers, he would the two of them they would go back to Carpenter with everything. They get his approval for all these scenes.
0: Which is very different from kind of like how Rob Zombie had admitted to like, when it comes to his um, take on it because he – it's been kind of like a he said, sea shed, sea shed. Sea he said, she said? Situation, sorry.
1: She sold seashells by the seashore?
0: Because Zombie's gone on record saying that Carpenter was cold to Rob's um, take on it. And Carpenter said, like, no, I was totally up with it. Like, it's not what I would have done. And I think he demystified a little too much for him, but he, he kind of calls out Zombie for being a piece of shit of, for lying. If you want to find, like, you find out, like, look at the New York Film Academy's uh, interview with Carpenter about that on YouTube about that situation.
1: From what I gathered, you know, Carpenter did say he was cool with it, but had, like, no enthusiasm for the idea of remaking Halloween. Mm-hmm. At the same time, why the fuck would you run a remake? I mean, I. I Truthfully, and we'll get into these reasons why when we get to the Resurrection episode. How, why would you want to remake Halloween? But at the same point they were at, they kind of were handcuffed. It was either sea booting or remaking. And I, I feel like they made the right choice in remaking, even if the execution wasn't there.
0: Yeah. But we, we also, we go to, ha- I presume to be Haddonfield. Oh, it's Haddonfield. Okay. I, I've
1: seen it in interviews. It's Haddonfield. Lori has refused to move. We get a shot of... Lori's uh, granddaughter Allison, played by Andy Matichak, along with uh, two of her friends, Vicky, played by Virginia Gardner, and Cameron, played by Dylan Arnold. Very reminiscent of Annie, Lori, and Linda. I wonder, I wonder who, uh, whether or not Cameron, who, which one is he, uh, Annie or Linda? If he yeah. says totally,
0: yeah, I was gonna say.
1: And they're discussing uh, uh, Halloween time and how it's it's uh, crazy for. Alice's family. Yeah,
0: and especially within the confines of Haddonfield. Because, and how her
1: grandmother is Laurie Strode.
0: And turned herself into Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 at this point. Very much.
1: Laurie has refu- uh, seemingly refused to move from Haddonfield. Uh, she has bunkered herself kind of – I don't know yet because we haven't seen it. It's what looks like the outskirts of town but in a very uh, secluded area. Got cameras all over her property, big freaking searchlights. Searchlights. Sur- not, not to do her roof. Um, some kind of like thick metal, like fencing screening that Mm. you would, it's kind of like what you would see those like weird garbage cans made out of, like that weird, uh, X-shaped fencing. Yes. Like the mesh shape. She's got that over her windows. She's got a, a freaking secret passage into her basement from her kitchen. Yeah. And she goes down there and she just trains. And as they're talking about it, it cuts to seeing a certain person in this house, walking around, going downstairs and when it cuts to that same person in a tank top and we see a familiar scar. Vertic- vertical scar going down their arm, we know, holy shit, it's Lori. Mm. And since they're talking about her, you know, this is a nice way to introduce her. But one very important detail they say, which is finally confirmed, which I had – I knew it was going to be that way, but there were a lot of websites reporting on this movie that didn't really – I don't know if they were just specifying wrong information or if they weren't sure themselves – um. Somebody asks Allison, one of the two friends, asks, "Wasn't that her brother that killed all those people?" Allison responds with, "No, that was not her brother. That's something people made up. This one is retconning every sequel out of existence. Yeah. It goes Halloween, Halloween, which I, uh, the title I, I felt Halloween Returns was a strong title. Yeah, because it, it it's symbolic of the incredibly long hiatus we've had the the nine year hiatus that the films have had. Mm. There hasn't been one since two thousand nine. But also, it, I feel like it flows. You know." Halloween, Halloween Returns, Batman, Batman, Batman returns. returns. You know,
0: I mean, I mean, did you see the video that um, the uh, James wrote the ABGN like made up of the uh, Halloween timeline?
1: Oh, the recent one, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm like, there's Halloween, and then it was re- and then it was followed by Halloween too, but it was also remade Halloween. It was followed up by Halloween too, but now we're ignoring that because we're going, we're also another remake with Halloween because we're gonna go Halloween to Halloween.
1: It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween. I I would have liked Halloween Returns.
0: Yeah, but and we also find out that along with other things that that uh, Laurie is doing to secure herself into
1: her household, she's training with guns like a motherfucker. Yeah. she's a hell of a dead eye shot. Doesn't and even like, flinch with the not, kickback,
0: and not even blinking with the muzzle flash. Right? This is a
1: woman that's pushing sixty.
0: Yeah, and Michael has escaped from a bus. Um, nope, a,
1: bu- a bus had crashed. Yeah, that was transporting him.
0: And like very much, like how that yeah outs- like we see other mental patients escape very much looking at the end of Halloween the beginning of Halloween one we
1: we have a father and son driving down the highway, you know, quickly slam on the brakes, and there's a bunch of mental patients next to a cra- crash bus walking around similar to Halloween one, like you said
0: and it looks cinematography wise uh cinematography wise with the like the fog in it, it looks very akin to Halloween and Halloween two of Rob zombie's one Like how this the, how that I'm thinking about that that scene where. Laurie stops that that one kid in his like his pos car, and Michael flips it. Yeah, that's what it reminds me most of us. the
1: outdoor scenes from Halloween. Too, it reminds me very much of.
0: And, and it's it's curious because this is the first one to be shot digitally. Uh, it's the first one not to be photographed on film. But in order to keep it in continuity with the first Halloween, it's shot anamorphically with true widescreen lenses. Yep. So in two
1: three five.
0: So it, it, it is definitely it is curbing the chance to look so much like it so you kind of just even flow from this one from the first one into this one and so and we we find out that Lori's prayed every single day that michael escapes so she can kill him
1: and when michael when he kills martin and dana at the the uh rest stop he gets that mask from them it, it's almost as if the seeing of the mask that close to the anniversary, since Michael is an anniversary-minded person, you know, 15 years after he killed his sister. He's the he kind of it, person that won't forget
0: your wedding date. Exactly.
1: So he really is a good husband. But yeah. just don't just don't piss him off or remind him of anyone he's killed. Exactly. He gets, you know, he manages to break out. He gets the mask back. That's the most important thing, that he tracked down the, uh, Martin and Dana, killed them, took the mask. And his putting on of this old mask is shot almost very, very similarly to... Michael putting on the mask in Rob Zombie's Halloween after he gets it out of his old house. Yes. It's filmed at the same angle. It's an old dilapidated mask. And it's just—it's the moment where Michael Myers becomes the shape again.
0: Yeah. And there's an interview between Nick Castle, the original shape, and who... I forget the the younger guy who's playing. The the new
1: shape is James Jude Courtney. He Uh, had a famous role in Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the 90s.
0: Right. And they were talking about, like... Because... Nick Castle's is an older man. He's doing some of it, and he played
1: Dirk Kindestad. I don't know. Who the, I never watched that show. So.
0: I, I did. And I'm still not being able to remember him off the top of my head. He and, might have had a small part. Okay, because like the, there's
1: someone there's someone who loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's now commenting that yeah. we're the worst fucking vile hacks ever. So.
0: I, I'm sorry, Kristen, who is they who ran the who runs the Sunnydale stacks. If she's listening, I'm sorry that I did not remember them. Um, unsubscribe. <sighs> Hashtag
1: unsubscribe. Oh,
0: and so we also get the montage of Michael around town, and Lori's family not believing him, and it is culminating with everything getting faster and faster of him, Michael scaring kids, and Laurie...
1: The way the two kids, you know, walk up and run into him, it's similar of the, the boy with the boombox in Halloween 2 running into Yeah, him.
0: I, I'm just worried if we may see too much of Michael
1: from up close. You never, well, here's the thing, though. We already know what the fucking guy looks like. Yeah. So, seeing too much of him up close, I feel doesn't kill any mystique, because the mystique has already been revealed.
0: I know. I mean, we know what
1: he's capable of. Now, in this second part, it's like, it's his comeback, where he's maybe even more savage than ever before.
0: The, the reason being is, like, I felt like a lot of, like, the framing and placement of Michael in the frame of of the shape in Halloween 2, it wasn't as powerful as it was in the first Halloween movie, when we saw him from... From like outside the window behind his car or something. Well, like I believe
1: that. we did debate this that yeah. it's at the point where it's like there's no more mystery of of showing this guy from a distance because we know him, we know he what he's capable of. But there are still those shots of like when he gets to the hospital, you know, that you see the uh, what was it, nurse? Was it nurse Karen?
0: Perhaps the one who walks into the and- one
1: the one who fucks Bud. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ironically, there's also a character named Karen in this, Laurie's mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. Karen Strode, played by the delight, always delightful Judy Greer of yes. Archer. Um, when there's Karen goes in, there's you know there's the shot next to the car, her car which is out of focus, but then when the foreground comes into focus, we see Michael looking in the mirror. Yeah. Or the shot of him walking around at, the grounds that the security camera picks up that nobody can see, mm-hmm. or later on when there's Jill and Jimmy are trying to look for Laurie in the open door, there's him behind the uh, the privacy uh, like curtain. Booth. Yeah,
0: and, and but the, I love how the fact that behind that curtain it reveals how short Dick Warlock is. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, but yeah. also these scenes could also be. A completely different context in the actual movie, yes, versus I, I know, the trailer.
0: I know we we are kind of like nitpicking a little bit. Like I know I am a little bit of it, but it definitely seems to be a. It holds a lot of promise. I'm looking forward to it, and yep. that's the that's like that's the biggest thing I could take away from it.
1: And we also have the scene then of Lori, you know, like by this point, I'm guessing in the movie, she knows that Michael's fully back. Some incident has occurred to alert her that he's there. So she goes out into the street with a gun in hand, screaming for all the kids to get inside. And she screams at three little kids run by wearing silver shamrock Shamrock masks.
0: My hats and a mask.
1: Hats, yes. Yes. (laughs) And she looks up into this house that this was all reported at and sees in the window a familiar shape. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael Myers looking at her from outside, but something's a little off about him. You see him doing the famous head tilt. She shoots up there, shoots in the head, gets a nice headshot, but it shatters into pieces like glass. He was looking at her from outside through a mirror. mirror. That particular shot is Nick Castle's scene in the movie. Yeah, because months ago during filming, Nick Castle posted on Twitter with a, I guess with a lot of lights behind him for the back scene, being shot, backlit like- his shadow in full Michael Myers costume in front of a similar-looking mirror that, that's on a, uh, a tilt, like mm-hmm. a wooden tilt, next to a, wi- next to a window. And both of those things, I've seen people line up the, the two frames, the, two pic- the picture and the frame from there from mm-hmm. the movie. It's likely that that's Nick Castle's scene. And in an interview, uh, James Jude Courtney said on Twitter, I believe it was, that Nick has only one scene in this movie and there's no walking involved. Huh. Yep. Nick Castle himself has even come out and said, my role is more of a cameo. James is our new Michael Myers.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: It's unfortunate. I-, I do hope he gets at least one walking scene, like the big walking chase. But from what I've seen so far, James Jude Courtney really has his Michael Myers down. There's a, a nice pace and a rhythm. there's one shot of him chasing Allison where you see him kind of like just walk up a little uh, steep step and like flip his knife around from holding it out to holding it behind. Like he's going to downward stab and just the rhythm of it all he had down. In interviews, he he actually did rehearsals with Nick Castle, and Nick Castle was there a lot on set to help him. But he attributed it mostly to watching, studying the way his pet cat moves. Of all things, his pet cat named Parzival. It's mm-hmm. a cute little name. But he has gone on said in interviews that um, he feels like cats are nature's ultimate hunters. And look at how many different uh, species of cat out there. You have you have like lions, the way they hunt. Mm. In the in the wilderness, yeah, and cheetahs, you know, and cheetahs and panthers everything. and everything—all these things—and that, thats a very true statement. So he, he the man, has done his homework. Uh, he's significantly taller than Nick Castle, mm. but I mean, in, depending on what scenes Nick is in, that may not matter. Right. I do hope it turns out Nick is in a little more than he's letting on.
0: Right, because there, there is one shot that could be him. It could be it could be James. Or it could be Nick. But it's like it's Michael standing in the doorway of Laurie's house where he like just like. He like opens the door and he kind of slides. The
1: way he swings himself out,
0: and then and he like like he like he swings like his right his shoulder back and just like locks himself. He, in. he
1: pivots on the ball of his foot. Right, and that is something I actually did during our uh, Halloween
0: when we movie. Did. Yeah,
1: as I, as as uh, our poor priest victim is slowly crawling away, mm. I am just remember slowly walking, taking my time, and the thought going in my mind: I was I was walking, I was trying to. I, I guess you could say I was method acting. Mm. Uh, Believe me, folks, I'm I'm making this out to be more than it actually really was. just yeah. Very five minute fucking short. Mm-hmm. But as I'm thinking, the way I was pacing it, the way I was walking, and the way I'm looking down at him is, I had the thought going in my mind like this fucker ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I got his ass. And right when I get to the end, I just pivot on the ball of, on the ball of my foot until I stand right there, and both the like the the inner parts of my feet are right there in frame, right in front of the camera. Hmm. Uh, filming in this movie was done actually in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I believe ha- ha- *Zombies Halloween* two was in Georgia, so the South is becoming a you know, better well, place. I know he, he got good tax breaks on it. Yeah, zombie. because
0: uh, think of it like um, Georgia is the hub for Marvel,
1: the MCU is in Atlanta, Georgia. Now is Michael Myers joining like the Legion of Superheroes? No, that's DC.
0: And *Legion* uh, *Legion of Doom* pretty much at I DC. Mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: but no, like it, yeah, because like the thing is with 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 Georgia being such
0: a huge tax, it's like the only place that, like one of the few places in America where you can still shoot and get like you can still work union and get tax breaks rather than going to Vancouver or yeah. Toronto or anything like that. But there's something you want to say specific well, to the locations. I, I'm,
1: I, I'm wish I'm wishing so much they did this in South Pass again. I really am. It's not that they you know can't fucking afford it. Cause... No,
0: I I mean I like, even if you have a fucking second unit,
1: yeah, go around
0: and just get some establishing stuff and just like to. Because there,
1: there was one idea of a scene I wish, I, 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 I wish could have been in there, and it would have been even cooler to have it on the actual streets. Um, I don't know how they're going to do the Myers house in this one. If they're going to do, like, you know, five and six and get a house that looks kind of oh, oh, – no, let me rephrase that. In six and get a house that looks kind of like it, or in five and get something that looks nothing like it.
0: Yeah, the the, the if, weird mansion that they If have. they're going to
1: use a stand-in. But my idea was that you would have in there <clears> – <throat> and this could even be our introduction to Laurie or just something a little later on um, – in interviews, it has been said that in this movie, Allison, her relationship with her grandmother is very strange. She never really got to know her, whereas Karen, her relationship is like completely just about shot because of all the shit she went through being raised by a crazy woman. Mm-hmm. But Allison never really got to know her grandmother, and now that she's becoming an adult, she's trying to more. Um, so I thought have would have been a cool scene if you shot in South Pass, was film Laurie walking those exact same streets, you know, walking from her parents' old house, walking all, all the different areas, and South Pass itself has changed a, a, a great deal. If you look at, go on YouTube and look at any location tours, you will see how much renovations have been done to so many of the famous locations and areas. And what these could be, you don't have to use all of them; you can use some of them. But there's one that you have. I feel you have to use is you have Lori walking past all these old locations, and you use the exact same shot. Like, like, take it directly from the original Halloween of her walking by these and then kind of just fade it quickly into what it looks like now. And to really see how this town, to move on from w- the what it went through, really, it, it gentrified. It tried to, you know, build a new identity for itself instead of being the, the the place where that fucking killer came from. Right. Where the babysitter killer came from. Right. But the one I really want to focus on is you have Lori walk the, across the same street where she met up with Tommy, have a lot of her first-person shots be exactly the same, especially the one... As she's crossing the street, it cuts to the famous shot of, from the original Halloween of Lori looking up at the Myers house when Tommy goes, the Myers house. And then, you know, it cuts back to Lori, old Lori, just looking at it, cuts back to the actual shot of it. And then the shot fades into the condominiums that are there now. You know, for a second, the audience might be a bit confused. You just see Lori like exhale, like shaking her head like she's still stuck in the past. She can't let this shit go. And Allison walks. Allison, we reveal had been following her, and she says, "You know, you come here a lot. What is this?" She said, "His house used to be here. After all that went down, the the people of the town they just wanted to rebuild, move on." And she's like, "Yeah, I heard. They tore it down. They tore the house down and built you know nice new homes over it and everything. Everyone's moved on, but you, you know, mm-hmm. and have something like that be the moment where like her granddaughter tries to reach her."
0: I, I I'm thinking of it kind of like in. Scream Three, when Sydney stumbles onto the the set
1: of the of her of her house, yeah, where the murder scene of her mother was recreated,
0: right? Like that's what I'm coming to mind. Where it could be like kind of, and you hear like voiceover narration of. So conversations that she had 40 years ago that resonate and just something that end of the callback that would be good for the audience and it'd be really good connected tissue between the two halloweens
1: and you wouldn't even have to do very like you could have the residents of the streets as well because we i've seen there's like a lot of people walking their dogs just to, like like n- like nice look like it's a very gentrified i, I don't want to say high society upper class but like, it is <laughs>
0: well, it is bordering hollywood yeah well, what's what's the joke in? um since it's upper, middle, lower class. uh, Sure, uh, why not? Upper –
1: But uh, it's not – it's clearly not rural Midwest. No. No. And and just, you know, how South Pasadena itself looks now, you could use as an example of how the town of Haddonfield has gentrified in a a, – not a desperate attempt, but in an attempt to – Move on from the the legend that has plagued it for so long. Right, you could pass by the old school because what was what was Haddonfield High School has changed completely. What was the elementary school has changed completely. What were several locations have changed completely. You could do a few of those, or you could just do the Myers House, but something to show where you where you are taking actual footage from the original and recreating that scene now, as, where. You clearly see how Laurie has not moved on. I mean, I know they're going to show that she hasn't moved on throughout the whole movie based on her character, but this could be one scene where her granddaughter tries to connect with her in an attempt of saying it's like everyone's moved on but you. Hmm. But that that would be had you filmed this the movie in South Pass. Right. Which that didn't happen. I mean, you never know. Something may come up. Hollywood Hollywood writers, listen to this. Re, reshoots. Yeah. Reshoots. Re, sh- re one reshoot. In South Pass on that block. Make it happen.
0: So final thoughts.
1: Uh well, final thoughts on the trailer. The trailer the the, the trailer ends with like just a heavy hitting montage of things like Lori searching around the house, say my like she's not afraid anymore. This is a complete opposite Lori from H two O, where she's like afraid and doesn't want to face this. This Lori wants to face it.
0: Well, well, well Lori does face him eventually.
1: She has to come around to it, but this Lori has been preparing. She has not been running away or hiding. She has been putting herself out there, right? And preparing for this. And I just love the ending thing where um, Allison's friend Vicky is babysitting a little boy. Uh, she's putting him to bed, and the closet, his closet door is still open. He's like, can you close the closet door? She goes to close it, gets it almost all the way closed. And boom! Something's obstructing it. tries again. Boom! Tries a little harder. Boom. Nothing. Opens it up. The shape's standing there. Big, you know, music stab. And I feel like he moves
0: a little slow
1: with the swing of the blade. Well, he's playing a joke on her. That's true. Playing a Halloween prank. So, mm-hmm. I mean, final, final thoughts, man. Fuck, I am hype as all hell.
0: As am I. I got I got like it it was I was, get
1: goosebumps when I still watch it. I, I really do
0: I've watched it too many times to count at this point uh, it turned my day around, which is which is saying something because I have a tendency if I get into a kind of a rotten mood like it's hard for me to get out sometimes, but this one did, and I'm just hyped. I am hyped for it, and I cannot wait for it, definitely. Alright. I uh, hope everybody has enjoyed this our little mini episode about the Halloween 2018 trailer. Bonus feature. Yeah, so uh, come back next time as that by that time we'll be talking about Halloween H2O in July.